What is up, everybody? And you know, it's Monday, and you know what that means. Well, maybe you don't know because this is new. This is the new call to action show that you've been waiting for. You know, sometimes we like to chill out a call to action. Sometimes we like to be smooth. And then sometimes we like to turn it up to 11. And that this is the show for that. My name is The Belford. I am your host, your glorious host of this journey that we are on for turning up to 11. But I'm not alone. I'm joined by my ride or die, my pit buddy, my, my number one, P.O.D. What? Oh, Billy, man, I am so pumped. You just pumped me up with that intro. That David B. music just pumped me up. Holy shit, I'm ready to go. I'm on to rock out all the time. I'm on chill out of time. I'm ready to rock out now. This is a different kind of show. We're going to take this thing and just turn it up to 11. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Oh, man, and we are so excited to bring this to you all. That Every two weeks, this is going to be a bi-weekly show, just so you all know, just to get a little uh, admin out of the way. It's not going to be every week. It's going to be every other week opposite of chill. So, you know, take a week and chill and relax. And then, you know, every other week, turn that shit up to 11. And tonight, Paul, we, uh, for our first ever episode, we decided, let's, if we're going to do it, we might as well do it the most difficult episode ever. We're go doing the, that's right, go big or go home, the 11 greatest moments in Schmodat history. We're going to piss some people off because your moment oh. is not on the list. God, um, first of all, let me point this out, by the way, right there. No, no, William, you're not wrong at all, because I heard it in my ear, too, as well. I heard Mike doing that. Whole <laughs> Actually, I heard the whole flash on thing at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, but, we're also going to piss people off because maybe you thought your your moment was going to be number one and it's like number uh, honorable mention. I don't know. So <laughs> We listed, Billy, we listed about 40 to 50 moments that were potentially in our list. There's some that are not even in our honorable mentions. And I'm like, I can't believe they're not honorable mentions here for us. Oh. I want to say it's funny is that a lot of people are expecting this is an action channel. A lot of people are expecting the action army number ones would be everything else. I don't think we actually did a good, solid job of being uh, unbiased in a way. We, we threw something in there that you might not expect. And there are some things that like are going to be on missions, like not even on our honorable mentions. You know what's not on our honorable mentions, which I was surprised at? Ben Bateman and Kevin Smith winning the title of Spectacular, following it up outside, being an action army. That's technically like not even on our top ten list. How the hell is that possible? I don't even know. But there's a lot of things like that. We're kind of like, what the fuck happened to us? Yet here we are. This is the thing. There's a lot of things in the Schmodown that make it great. And that's why this list is so difficult. Because if it was just trivia, we could just pick the 11 greatest trivia matches or whatever. The 11 times somebody won a title. No, because there's promos. There's, you know, celebrations. There's surprises. There's shocks. And then there is those great trivia moments that describe, that define the Schmodown. We got a little bit of everything. We got a whole lot of awesome and without further ado, I think maybe we should get into those those moments that were that were awesome and were great, just not quite great enough. Not quite enough to hit our list. We have the honorable mentions. Without further ado, let's just play those honorable mentions. Here we go. Swear to God, I do not believe what just happened here. <laughs> the blue fairy. <laughs> that. 
not true. Ladies and gentlemen. How does this not make it? How does this not make the list? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what a great score. Like oh, an Jack for that one. Oh my god, this moment. This moment made me fall in love with the showdown. This is like my showdown love story. Right? <laughs> I love you, Danny, but I ain't no fourth round. Fourth round, Roka. Fourth round, Roka. <laughs> oh my goodness! Being there when Janine the Machine is led to the in New York with the Rocky Club. Come on! The entrance in the sold-out Brooklyn. Main show is the Janine entrance here. Dan Merle. Dan Merle. Turning to the, the top of the mountain. Just like it all you want, it helps you out Trust us guys, we hate ourselves. Oh, this moment yeah. here, we love it. We love it, yeah! Oh, love that we definitely love that moment, for sure. That was, oh, my girl is the queen. Let her speak. Stay with me, wow! Dewberry. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. Cut to the no, coming out, Shannon. But oh my, she's oh. through through thick and oh. oh. I am Finstock. No, you're not Finstock and Drake. Oh, what a great moment! Oh my gosh! <laughs> Holy shit! Oh man, wow. I'm already canceling myself because we some of the moments that we. Left off the list. Can we review the list? All right, guys, we're going to stop right now. We're going to go back and review the list again. God, that blue oh. fairy. Guys, free for all entrance. Oh, my. How could that not make our list? I love that moment. Uh, that, it was a great swerve, one of the greatest swerves in the history of the showdown. Uh, I'll be watching oh, the reactions yeah. videos to that. Like, to the part like that when they're all at the bar watching, they're all ready for Merle, they're all psyched up for Merle. The guy came out and he didn't know what they didn't know what hell. It was brilliant. It's so good because late to the party was at that free for all, so they knew what was happening. So they had to, they knew to film the reaction to the, It was like the red wedding in, in Game of Thrones. Like they right? knew to film. <laughs> this is gonna be good. And oh my gosh, Dan winning the title after that was like his redemption moment. After you know, another moment that happened that might appear mm -hmm. later in the list. But don't worry, guys. I know that those honorable mentions were amazing, and you probably think they should have all been on the list. We have 11 moments that we think are a little bit greater. And I don't know about you, Paul, but I think that, that, there you go. Brandon Buckingham was at the party. All right, all right. There were, that was a that was like a, a who's who was at that party. Chance Ellison was yeah. at that party before he was the Cobra. Right. Um, so yeah. Um, I do want to say you, one thing real quick. I want to say, can we cut in there real good, real quick? Gliana mentioned we had the Blue Fairy incident. Um, you're going to find that there are not many of the earlier days of the Schmodown in here. And I think the reason why we both talked about this, why that happened, the truth is it felt like such a different Schmodown back then. It's like in baseball when you have like the modern era versus the old school era in a way. Like it seemed like when they went to Collider, a little bit after Collider, that's when it started becoming like, more closer to the showdown that we know, more produced, more of a show, more of an event, rather than back in the day, a bunch of friends getting together uh, on the couch and, and doing some trivia. You know, that, that was a different different era in a way. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll, you know, spoiler alert, but there is an omission of, like, Riley winning the, t the first title, like that beating right. Makuga. It's not on the list because we, it's, there are, we feel, greater championship moments. So it's like you can't really put that in there when there's other greater moments. Um but we know we 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 realize, guys, that maybe that's 
if you're especially if you're a longtime Showdown fan, like if you're one of the OGs, you know, a Schmovillian, you might want the, some of those moments because of the nostalgia. It's not there for me, especially, and maybe to Paul as well. And just the production value is so much better. Season three going wow. on, and it's the real Schmodown. I mean, I would say it's for Riley. Like for the Rileys, that probably does make my top twenty. Absolutely, I oh, love yeah. that moment. It's a great moment. Um, but just it just didn't quite make it compared to some of the other ones that we have on the list. We have a lot of different moments. I'm very excited about to to, go, to count them down and go from, of course, eleven of them. We have a top eleven moments in this boat history, which is why it's of course turned up to eleven. You know? Well, 11's better than ten. Um, so. <laughs> But without further ado, maybe we should uh, <laughs> maybe we should get into these eleven moments, Paul. Yeah, with the number eleven, uh, a, a little, and uh, here we go. Oh man, infamous <laughs> moment! What? A, cannot believe Woo! that uh, they've been betraying everyone. Bateman betraying the army at this point. Ben Bateman yeah, betraying the army. Oh, those losses worst. Here we are, Drew yeah, Guy. He's the one to destroy team action. It's cool. I, I thought I was going to win. Andrew Guy right here is so is excited to bring Ben back in the fold. Fine, Anarchy is done at this point. They did their thing. We're going to reunite team action. Look, yo, See? 2019. It's like it's like he let Ben go so as wild oats with, with Riley and have his little dalliance. They didn't win a title, so come back where you belong. Come back. Team action go, go wild. Dude, I love team action. Like we always thought we got the action army behind us. He's better than me for you. No, he is. I mean, and Ben right there. It's clearly not. It's like two sides too small for him as always. Two or three. Two or three. Know, good old, good old, big time Ben Bateman. Big time Ben Bateman. That's right. Catch it in the honorable mentions. That was Ben's first original nickname. Was big time Ben Bateman. Okay. It's travesty. And guys in the chat, let us know if you can't hear us over the video. It's kind of weird. It's our first time doing these things this way. Don't worry about it. So let us know. Good job. Good job. Next year, all right? Nadu is correct. He was his brother. That is correct. Yes, he was. And there it is. You see how the table is trying to jump out? Drew is trying to save him from the table. but. That's great. You see it. It's 518 right there. The evidence. The Rock agrees. Dwayne agrees. Are you congratulating them after the match? What is that? Oh, my favorite of this whole moment is the very end with Gucci. Because Gucci makes everything better. Obviously. Of course. Oh, my God. You know what? Without me, you're nothing. Yep. Uh, it broke our heart a little bit, Ben. You broke our Ooh, heart. Get right. out of here. Get out of here, you piece of shit. Woo! <laughs> that was right? shit. Where? You can swear in the showdown, right? Okay. <laughs> well, you can't, That's you can't swear in the showdown. <laughs> Nowadays, now we can't. No. <laughs> we can't, but they can't. Hey, <laughs> Gucci is doing Gucci the nurse. You wear a mask, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh, that's true. Monty, you're right. No, that was a solid hit. I think Andrew Guy definitely played high school football, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> wow. Uh, what what can we ask? 
top 11 here. Bateman. Right, I mean, that led us to, to, to the great moments, uh, the great moment of the Army arriving in Houston. Uh, that was uh, the action army. That's something we couldn't put on our top 10 because Houston, like, that was an off screen. Only videos to clip it. We can't say that's an off screen showdown moment, the fact that what happened in Houston. But this was the lead to that. This was the start of that. Civil War, right? Yeah, this doesn't happen. It's it's funny because the seeds were sown for this moment. Um, basically, when when guy tackles Roko, which kind of like bookends the two, um, right. and and that was kind of like another moment that was that was definitely the running was guy tackling Roka. but guy right. tackling Roka really didn't matter as much in the long run. Guy tackling Bateman breaks the Action Army's heart. You know, leads to Houston, the still the best live event in the history of the Schmodown. I don't care about Chicago and the thousand people that were there. Um, Booker T in a wrestling ring trumps all that. These Star Wars nerds. Um, and, uh, <laughs> you know, and, Which I am. But that's and okay. We had to put it in this list because we wouldn't have this show without that moment. Like, because yeah. me and Paul wouldn't be friends sure. if the Action Army, like, the Action Army doesn't break up, or Team Action doesn't break up, I should say. Not, right. not the Action Army. We don't. Action Army never breaks up. We all hate Bateman. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully Bateman's going to start turning around. That's my hope. He's starting to turn and come back to us slowly but surely. He's got a long road to travel, but uh, I, I'm getting excited. I'm getting. I'm, 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 I had that warm excitement that maybe someday he's going to return to the Army full on. That uh, that evil cackle returned. So can we all the last are there. He cut Riley to the quick. It felt like old times. So, uh, you know. All right, of course, we're still holding out for Drew's return, of course, but we'll have to find that. <laughs> and, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah we're still waiting for, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're we're, uh, we're, we're, uh, we're associates. We've, uh... <laughs> it's a good way to put it. But, uh, we'll... yeah, we're waiting Fellow for soldiers. hit and team action. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right, uh, but all right. So that, that's let's, let's let's move on to number ten. Here we go. In Ant Man, who plays Maggie Lang, the mother of Scott Lang's Ooh. daughter? Going a little old school here. Five, four, three, two. Michelle Monaghan. And you're there it is. And somewhere, somewhere, Maddie Kearns has an erection. This is definitely for Maddie Kearns, 100%. Also, this is like, this is back in the day when we would love to see Roka lose, so of course this is going to make the top 10. Of course, that's right. I love the idea that right there, Riley goes over and hugs the Clark Wolf. You know, is that kind of like there together at that point? Wolves of Steel. Well, that's, this is before. This is before uh, Wolves of Steel. Right? right, exactly. So it's like them getting he's together. The champion the it's really an yeah. icon icon for Riley. Like it's funny because like we mentioned it before that Riley uh, he obviously won the first belt in the end of the 2014 thing, but this felt like more even more real for me. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You know, it's in the studio. It's he's beating Roka. Roka wasn't even in the tournament when he won the fight about the first time. So like, you know, no no knock on anybody who was at the tournament the first for the first season, but it definitely was not the same. Like, this one felt more amped up, more ready to go. He lost it to Merle. He comes back when he's so ready. 
I already have an announcement. There he goes. I love, love the how that. And then it uh, rolls right into like you know Riley wins, and it's like oh wait, here's your here's your gift, right? <laughs> you can take Stan Merle. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was God. that was the. That was the biggest title win at the time because we a lot of people thought that Riley winning the title season one was like a fluke because again it's in the old studio it like the it, you're picking numbers out of a hat you're like you know the questions were not super difficult there were weird questions about like box office and stuff like yeah, it wasn't even like that weren't difficult it was more like the fact that they were so wildly like differing in terms of there were some that were super easy and some that were like what the fuck are you talking about? like it was there were no standardized questions like you have today in a way um formatted questions it, rather back, back then like round one questions i got a set of three then you got a completely different set of three and then i got right. another set of it was so weird like this was a true test of like my knowledge versus your knowledge. And a lot of people didn't think Riley could do it. Riley proved him wrong. And he's dressed as, as the karate kid. Can't go wrong with that. One of the best theme songs in the history of uh, movies right there at the end there. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. So uh, I was very excited about that one to add to our list. Maddie Kearns probably is at number one. Um. <laughs> and I, I'm, okay, I'm completely okay with that for Maddie Kearns. That makes sense to me completely. So it's it is a perfectly acceptable number one. If that if you are a Riley, if you're a Riley guy, if you are a, you know a, a sitting in the cantina with Riley, then that is that might be your number one for sure. For us, and I it's up there. All things considered, it's we love up, Riley. It's up there. I do love me. Some Riley's our boy. We love Riley. Riley. I'm and I love I love the bow and the wave <laughs> as, as Roka just storms off. Classic. So right. great. <laughs> Such the quintessential face of the Schmodown. Because uh, Riley is like the, the face. He's the ultimate good guy of the Schmodown. More even more than like Dan Merle. Like Riley that's is the Schmodown's good guy. And Roka is the Schmodown's heel. And that's like that rivalry really fueled a lot of stuff, especially in those early seasons. A hundred percent. They were like, that's the original heel and face combination there. Uh, and yeah. hey, you never know. Maybe if Riley can kick his ass back into gear and get himself going, I'd love to. See, I would love to see Riley get another belt. I mean, I love the oh. guy, so he definitely deserves that. Mark Riley. So Mark Riley has had several like stages in his career where he was highly motivated, highly motivated. There to beat Roca, he was highly motivated. Yep. The Anarchy Tournament with Bateman, I would say he was highly motivated, and they almost won the titles twice. Yeah. Um, and then now I think he's highly motivated again, and a highly motivated Riley is a scary Riley. Right. So let's say that's fine. And you're right. You can't help but root for Riley. That's true. You can't help for it. It's hard. Even when you're facing, even when he's facing Andrew Guy, I was like, I felt bad when Guy beat him. Not that I felt bad that he beat him. I want a guy to win because I'm a guy guy. But he still was like, ah. Oh, I love Riley. He's <laughs> just one of the guys. You don't like to see him lose. But all right. I did not I did not feel bad for Dan Merle at all. I'll just say real quick. I did not when Dan Merle lost a guy, I did not feel bad at all. Because it's Dan Merle. I'm like, you'll be fine. When no, Riley you, lost yeah, a guy, I was like, oh, I'm not Riley. All right. All righty. Uh, let's uh, let's move on to number nine. And here we go. Nine. Number nine. Their opponents. We run this mother. 
representing back in their three. With a record of the Who's the Boss? Two defeats and two knockouts. Led to the ring by their manager, Emma Fight and Mark the Android and Draco. They are the undefeated, undisputed movie trivia showdown team champions of the world, Rachel the Crusher Cushing and Classy Clark Wolf. This is so great because, like, we just thought it was going to be the Shire Wolf coming out. Like, a oh, good song choice for the Shire Wolves. And it's like, Jen, which is Jen. Like, okay, what's going on? Jen, love Jen. Like, whoa, why is all this? Oh, what are they doing there? Oh, wait, they're. Oh, oh who? All <laughs> oh, the ladies in the show, okay. right? Okay. Like, holy shit! It's so Oh. Look at all of them and how awesome that was. How awesome was that? Like, obviously we had the idea that the, the ladies of the showdown had like gone through some traversing difficulties, some, you know, toxic things that happened as far as making sure were they really champions who deserved it. Of course they were. And this just showed like this is such a, a great power moment uh, for our community here, the females. I loved it so much. Uh, it's it's great. It was a really wonderful play. 100%. Um, Again, it's it's like we're getting to the point where, you know, we're at number nine now, and already we're at the like this could be number one. Like there are people who probably think this is their number one moment. Like the Shirewolves, all the ladies of the Schmodown. There were so there were people like I didn't know who they were, but it made me want to find out who they were. Like I didn't know who Rachel Silvestrini was at that point. I, I kind of knew who uh, Mark Marquita Marquita is that her name Marquita right Marquia 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 yeah. um and then uh, I didn't know I didn't even know who Taylor was at that point but I wanted to find out who these people were because I was like they they must be important because they're in the, they're with the Shire Wolves. Well, it had been a male dominated sport at that point uh, up until that point with mostly men um, and that was how the dialogue went and you kind of like you realized how many powerful and important women there had been in the league at that point and you're like wow. They're really it's great to see them all in one place. Those are some powerful, powerful women. I'm so happy that they're involved. I'm so happy to have them there. Um, so that definitely made, made an easy top 10 moment for me. Now, I mean, Greg, if you want to touch base here, Billy and I had our little primary mathematical thing where we all ranked them and then how to average things out. And I could put up a whole I mean, X, O, Y minus just to cover the one. But at the end of the day, we ended up averaging some things out. We came up with this top 11. But this was definitely both well in our top 10s. Um, and it's it's a def definite easy, easy choice for me. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's it's one of those things where um, it, the Schmodown had been kind of had been male top heavy, but it, even in the beginning, there were always women in the Schmodown. Like season one, there's a lot of women. Gray Drake um, was teamed with Atchity in season two. They did, they had a run. Um, they they even had some number one contender matches, title matches. Um, but there was this weird like, oh, no woman's won the title, so you know. I guess yeah. they can't do it. And then the Shirewolves come along, smash that narrative. And then we talked about this uh, before the show. It was actually kind of like, um, brave of them. I, not brave like a, it was a risky to play this song, Girls Run the World, as they come out. They're the champions, but they had, they, it was a weird path to the title. I'm not saying it was an easy path to the title, but it was a weird path to the title. People question. played Brienne and. Yeah, Brianne they played Brienne and someone we didn't know who they were. 
um, for the right. to win the title. So, and this was this was a lot of people were expecting who's the boss to come in and smash them and win the titles. Yeah. That didn't happen. But they played the song before the match, think, saying yeah. "We Run the World," and then they showed "We Run the World." We run the fucking world at that point. Exactly what it was. And there was there was that narrative. There was a, it was a false narrative. Um, I know part of it is because above the line had vacated the titles. It was that kind of thing where like uh, vacating the titles and did the unless the Shirewolves beat above the line were they really champions? And it was kind of a, it was a dumb narrative. But I think anybody, whoever the next champions after above the line, we're going to kind of face that. However, they're going to face they're going to face that trouble making themselves legitimate champions and it made it worse that it was the female champions at that point because it gave people an excuse uh, and it was a stupid excuse it was a shitty excuse but this is when they beat team action and then they beat now in this pace they come out there they say yeah we're the fucking we're running we're we're the women here we're taking over and they then they beat who's the boss it's just solidifying it was so satisfying to them uh and for us as well so it's an easy easy top 10 moment for us at that point um and one more quick yes it was kind of poor. Oh, yeah, 100%. Before. Easy, easy <laughs> victory for top 11. All right. Yeah, we're going to move on to uh, number eight, and here we go. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in trial and error, and I believe my client is on trial. It's in error. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. That might be the single head, like best line in Spodown history. Uh. <laughs> it's a hundred percent the best line in the history of the Schmodown. It's the funniest thing Gucci's ever said. Um, oh my god, what an easy pick for it. We we only I well I only clipped out that little section because it, the whole trial is is fantastic. You know, JTE. Did he cheat? Did he not cheat? <laughs> right. That's where, that's where it came about for. It was, did he cheat? Did he not cheat? And the reason Will, by the way, the reason I'll, I'll point this out, we talked about it before. The reason why it was a little lower on our list than it might be, because might be, I could see a lot of people saying that's their favorite moment in Schmodown history, and I get it. To me, it felt more like a Schmoville moment more than a Schmodown moment with the way the Schmodown has, has like evolved in a way. It was a big sketch, big setup, and the whole setup was brilliant and beautiful things we've always looked back on and we'll have a great time watching and laughing again. As far as the specific moments, though, as the Schmodown oh, yeah. goes, it's kicked down just just a smidge. Um, yeah, exactly. That's you know, he said Dean Morgan says it right there. It's just great. It's a, it's a little bit of both. So it's still a great moment. It's still something we're gonna go back to and. All the time and laugh our asses. I mean, it's how Rudnick's the uh, Oh my god! Oh yeah, he's the he's the uh, defense bot, or he's the uh, justice bot, uh, prosecutor <laughs> bot, justice <laughs> bot. Oh he's like stuck in the start of it. He's late. It's so funny. Oh it's my gosh! So uh, military men come running in, and it's the wangers and like one in those onesie suits or whatever. Oh, it's so good. There's the whole thing is amazing. If you haven't gone back, you should definitely go back and watch that whole thing. It's just well worth the, the visual. I mean, it is a, from a yesteryear moment to show it out, but it's so, so good. I'm so happy you get to put it on, even if it is a little lower than some people would say. Uh, if we have, when well, we do eventually a bunch of these shows, we're probably going to have a top line. And I might be spoiling it now that that might be our top line. <laughs> It is true. It's it's tough, man. It's up there. There's a line that I would that would I would put slightly ahead of it that we will never find the video for. 
because it's Andrew Guy says it, and it's like cut from Schmodown history. But uh, we'll talk about that during that episode, I think. But yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and again, like I said, at like number nine, any of these moments, there's again, there's like people who probably take some of the honorable mentions. There's probably moments we don't even have on here that people think is their top moments. This. If it's your top moment, that's fine. Leave it in the comments. Let's flame us in the comments for the terrible job we did and which where certain things should be. It's fine. By the way, guys, if you want to do a you know do those stream labs in there, streamlabs.com slash call to action podcast. You want to let us know what your top moments are. See if we uh, missed any so far that you think should be in there. I mean, obviously we still got a few to go, so they might may come up. But I want to hear what you guys have to think about your the moments that you have uh, as well as us. Because you know what. This is an army, this is a community. Uh, even though Billy and I are right, you guys can be almost right as well. So. <laughs> All right. All right. So, moving on from the amazing trial of JTE, we have our number six moment. Number oh, seven. Our uh, number seven moment. Yeah. yeah. Here we go. Of Star Wars. In the realm of Star Wars. What is the name of the ship? Holdo commanded in The Last Jedi. 15 seconds, just like round number one. You gotta go deep five. This is the best energy match ever. I don't care what anybody says. Head to head. Extra time or overtime. One letter. One letter. One. He. It's, it's fantastic, amazing. It's two people who are both want to beat the other person, but at the same time love and respect each other. Mike always gracious to the defeat. Oh, Mike is, yeah, I gotta tell you, he's so gracious in defeat. You tell the respect and love they have for each other. Um, I, I Rachel finally winning the championship that she's like kind of sought for. You know she deserved it. You needed to see her finish it off. And look at that. Look at how like just elated and how the sigh of relief she got there. She got there. What a, what a run that Rachel has where the Shire Wolves win the title, the, ta- the team's title, and then she goes on and wins the Intergeekdom title to become the second person ever to hold two titles at one time. The only other right. person that that before her was Sam Levine, and that's it. Yeah. Like, goes from, like, some people doubting her completely to she's in Mount Rushmore, bro. Like, mm-hmm. it's Always unbelievable. Classic. And you know what Buck, you said? You're wrong. Buck says that best IG match is Mara Cushion. That was a good match. I feel, I felt kind of tainted because of how ill they both were. I know she, uh, Mara had the car crash recently. Rachel wasn't feeling good. It was a great match, but I kind of felt tainted by it because I felt the hard match to watch again now. Now we know what the situation was. Um, but it was good. Yeah, and I would just, because this is for the title, yeah. Mara and Rachel was in the tournament, and it was, I think it was the tournament final, but this is for the title. The title is on the line. And literally in a league where Geppetto has been a correct answer. <laughs> Mike was one letter off, one slight mispronunciation off, and he uh, it cost him the title. Am- amazing. And, I mean, I can't say enough about, like, this is Rachel's moment, but I, I love Mike in this whole moment. Like, I do, too. And in our honorable mentions, we saw the, the honorable mentions was when Mike actually beat Rachel in the live event and uh, brought Shannon on and the depth. 
as it were. Uh, so both of these moments are are not as good without the other one in a way. So I loved both of those together. Um, but this is the one that when Rachel wins, that it just edged it out for me for various reasons. But yeah, Kyle Asky and Rachel, what a great duo. Um, I hope they get to go against each other again someday. Maybe it's just an exhibition match. Although I kind of hope Rachel will come back too because I like to see her. I miss Rachel Cushing so much. Like, oh, much. just her her knowledge, her her temperament. You know, her yeah, thing, how she did things. I, it's amazing. Big throwdown made event. That's what it was. It was the first one, I believe. Right, the first. It was. It was huge. Uh, yeah. And I got that in between the uh, pay per views and the live events, we had this uh, this big throwdown. So I loved that moment. So that that's that makes it for me. So. Hundred percent. Again and again, two-time champion. Anytime somebody becomes a two-time champion, it's a huge moment. Um, but yeah. All righty, are we ready for number six? We're gonna move on to our number six. Here we go. This means a lot be, uh, to be uh, in the in, the first woman to hold a belt. Like the so it hard to win a championship. So like, it really does because we see it all the time. Like, you know, oh, there should be a women's league. There's no women's league. Yeah. There's no women's league. We are the league. We're in the league, and we're the winners right now. And uh, and we so, earned it. We played so many matches yeah. in our singles career and our career together. We said from the beginning we we didn't want handouts. We didn't get any handouts. We fucking earned this. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking we this. fucking earned this. I fucking love it. Oh my gosh. Like, like, Rachel showing almost anger moment, like the defiance in Rachel's face, the emo the pure emotion. Clark almost unable you know, to get the words out. You could tell how much she was affected by everything uh that was going on. It, it just I have I can't say enough about it. we we talked about the girl we talked a little bit about when you talk about the girls run the world entrance, obviously. The reason why this is the better one, this was the big moment where it was like pure female empowerment in this Royal League. I loved it so much. So stupid. That narrative was so stupid that there should be a women's league. What the fuck are you even what do you even how do you even justify that? Yeah, it's especially because like it's not like Again, like Clark Wolf had, had gone up for a tight had, had a title shot before. <laughs> Rachel Cushing had had a title shot before. Like these these are people that push like Dan Merle to the edge. Like you know when they came together as a team, everyone expected them to win the titles. Again, it, there's this because above the line like retired. Well, Sam Levine retired. They never got a chance to go up against above the line. It's not their fault they didn't go up. They didn't get that chance. They beat everybody who was in front of them. They smashed team action at a live event. So, And I'll tell you one thing, and maybe you could say that he's just saying, you could say he's being nice, but I don't believe it. Sam Levine has come out and said that he thinks Charles would have beaten them. I mean, yeah, and it's you can never tell. You never know. It's, you don't know. We don't know. But I, I, it's not like above the line was unbeatable. They lost to the Patriots. They lost right. on the and they lost on a remember the Titans question, which mm. again, if I can get the question right, you should be able to get the question right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's true too, Rachel oh. Sam, because she had a bad speed round. That's true. That's very true. She was right in there and, and the whole time through. So but just it was kind of like that moment where like it was the the best way that they could say shut the fuck up to people who were having that 
fucking stupid narrative. Like you say it so much because you could say if you were saying you know they had whatever the narrative was. I mean, people were fighting fighting back against that all the time, and like the women were saying, you know, fuck that, stupid, stupid. This is the way to do it. They just said we're gonna come out, we'll win the belts, and then yeah, now that's the way of saying we're the league. We don't need a fucking women's league. Fuck yeah. I mean, that's yeah. another thing. Look, and, and then um her losing Rachel losing because she wasn't good at the speed round. What did they do? They went and got the buzzers from Harloff and trained with the buzzers to make sure they were good at speed rounds. And that's what that changes the difference, you know. So it's so amazing. And obviously clears so much respect and so much like passion for the league. Like you can hear it in their voices. Like well, it's anger, it's it's heartbreak, it's it's redemption, it's joy, it's all that rolled into one. It's what makes yeah, a great right. moment. Again, this could be number one. If you have this as your number one, I can't argue. Like it's it's our number six. Wow, six. Yes, I know. Man, this feels low for text. <laughs> it does. But hey, we must have five low. really good um Well, that sounds like a perfect segue oh, to get man. number five. Though. But uh, yeah, Will Will McLean, you unsubscribed. I hope you're still in the in the uh, in the old in the chat. Because here we go with number five. Yeah, number five. C3PO call R2 as they entered the escape pod in Episode Four. Sam, overweight lob of grease. Correct. Three point game. How many Imperial Scout troopers pursued the Ewoks? Okay, look at Riley's face. Fight? Riley's so happy. Three. He's around the Star Wars Ken. Gareth Edwards. Correct. One point game. Who awesome. Knapsack coming back. Sam. George Lucas. Correct. What was Han Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. 15 we seconds left. We thought he was out. Sam. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Say it again. Uh, Sam stumbles. Oh, no. That's what Who sets off the explosives in the oscillator in Starkiller Base? And then that's our time. How many times his normal rate did Han offer to pay Jabba if he would spare his life? Sam. Pick a triple. And you're Oh, unbelievable. Look at the look on his face. <laughs> so tired. Right? Can't believe it just happened. This is like... It, this is those, one of those moments as soon as you see it, it just brings you back to that moment. Like, unbelievable. Look at Harlow. <laughs> That was uh, the Iron Man match. It was never really been done. Nobody really cared about Iron Man match before. It was all about the different things. This was pure knowledge versus knowledge. At Samuel, where you had Ken Napslock. Uh, this is, you know, this is just unbelievable that this goes down to not only wire. Maybe the, I remember there even being controversy because it wasn't quite laid out right. Like because they started asking that last question, the buzzer goes off. Right. Say, later on, well, the question had been started, so it was going to end that question. It was going to end the uh, the Iron Man, and then it hits it like boom. It's one of those wow. things where like people people always want another Iron Man match, and I'm like, no, we've we've had the best Iron Man match. Like, we don't need any more Iron Man matches. Why would you want? We've had two other ones. One was really good. Well, three other ones, I think. One was amazing. That's an exhibition match for Jurassic Got Park, yep. which was equally good. That was on that level. Above the line, smashed. Uh, the Patriots in an Iron Man match, and Scott Mance honestly like smashed everybody else in in the movie release dates match. So it was, I mean, it was kind of close, but it wasn't. It was never in doubt. Like this was in doubt. This was in doubt to the last question. But again, we thought we thought we were we were gets like a, a, a six point lead. And we're like it's over. It's done. And yeah. Dusted. 
that was it. I mean, I, I may argue the Bateman Merle thing, but I'm uh, Bateman uh, Man thing, but that's another time. We'll go to exhibition matches at some, some point. But you're right, exactly what it was. Whitworth is up. You think it's over. Naps up, makes that comeback. And here it is. Is he going to pull off? Is he going to beat Sam Whitworth, who at that point was already kind of legendary? He didn't have that many matches, but it was like, this guy just knows his fucking stuff, right? Well, uh, well he had the. the um... Ken Napsack had kind of been the 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 ace of Star Wars because they have the match with Freddie Prinze Jr. and John Campia. Napsack's the reason that they win, like right again uh, against Freddie Prinze and, and Whitworth. Like they so they beat Whitworth, and then right. he beats him in the five way to win the Star Wars title. So we thought Napsack's just better than Whitworth. Then Whitworth plays another five way number one contenders match, which at the time we didn't know how big a deal that was. He beats Alex Damon. And Joseph Scrimshaw in that match to get into this match, and then he wins in the, in the Ironman match. I would argue with you a little bit in terms of I know that like the first match, the, the Force Bros match, I still felt like Whitworth was the best of the four during that match. Freddie Prince was the weak link of that match. That's why I think that's the reason why they end up losing. Um, and I think if, I remember, if I remember correctly, if I remember correctly, wasn't that the Freddie Prince cheating match there? <laughs> Not cheating, but like it was like a. He showed his board. It was different. I know, some kind of I remember there was another weird controversy on it. But I remember what I remember was that Whitworth was the one that was the best of the four. Um, it was the Star Wars celebration, which I was actually I was the first uh, showdown match I saw live. Was when Napsok did win that, and and Sam Whitworth. I remember being when he lost when he got out of that match. There was this hush in the crowd. Holy shit! Everybody expected Whitworth to win that match. And he got well, Whitworth's winning the whole match, and then it comes down to his five. All he's got to do is hit his five, and it's over. And it's you the captain, pull. Captain uh, Nita. Nita, Nita, you can't pull Nita. Can't, can't pull it. And then he had, and then it's in the Iron Man match, and he gets it right, of course, because exactly that's what makes it better. This so was, this this is the culmination of Whitworth's. Uh, rise to power because he does beat Damon. Hitting Damon is only lost in the showdown history. Uh, beating uh, uh, Scrimshaw, and so you had to come down to Ken Napsack versus Sam Whitworth. I expected Whitworth to win this match. I totally expected Whitworth to win this match. Um, oh, real quick, yes, you're right. I felt bad for Jenny there too. Jenny was it was a bad day to have her in there. She just didn't, unfortunately, wasn't able no to chance. Yeah, there have been a few so times. There have been a few Star Wars five ways where you just kind of feel bad for the fifth person. You're just like, now really that a lot about Star Wars, but not today. <laughs> that one guy I felt really bad for when uh, Whitworth had to pull out of Spectacular. It was I think the Spectacular. Whitworth was supposed to face Damon. And oh yeah, couldn't yeah. Do it anymore because the TV show and they had to put the substitute in that Bruce Green, Green I believe it was. Yeah, Bruce Green, I don't know, like twenty five three. Right. <laughs> just... Well, this is the thing, and it's it's. I say it all the time. The Schmodown is not about knowledge, or it's not just about knowledge. It's right. not enough to know things. You can know everything in the world. It's recall. You got to be able to mm -hmm. recall things in split second mo moments, and mm -hmm. that's the difference between the Alex Damons, the Whitworths, the Ken Knapsocks, and there's a lot of people who know a lot about Star Wars, but they yeah. can't in that moment recall it. So. Right. And the AJ Lancaster actually says it right there best. It's kind of like above the line because above the line, retire of the titles, you always wonder if they would still be champions. Whitwer still feels like he would be the one that, like, you, you almost wonder because Damon's felt that the entire way through. Damon lost to Whitwer the only time they've ever played, and that's the only loss he's ever had. And granted, it was a five way, but it's the only loss he's ever had. 
but he still kind of faces that. Well, what if Whitworth came back? What if Whitworth came back? You know what I mean? So I, I, it's still one of those things. I think it always will be to a degree. I mean, he, he to be fair though, he did lose. Like it's not like Whitworth's undefeated. Like Whitworth lost to Ken Napsock. So it's it's this, Alex Green was kind of in that same boat. He right. lost a match in a five way. The the other thing about this that I that I kind of forgot about was Ken betrays Rachel like shortly before this match. Yeah, so we have right. he turns to the dark side. So now you have the dark yeah. side versus the light side. The light somehow prevails. What a crock of shit. Lucas must have wrote this match. Uh <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is Darth Maul on your side though. It's like two dark sides in a way, but but you're right that Sam was definitely like, kind of like the, the face of that because only because was Napsock big was big more guy. of a heel. Because Napsock was more of a heel, basically. That's what it was. <laughs> and Whitworth was supposed to join the Fife Club. Remember? Yeah. That, they were going to be the big faction to fight the Lions Den. So That's right. So it is what it was. But again, great match for spectacular two. Um, I love this is one of my favorite matches of all time, and uh, it's one of the reasons I love the show down so much. So, Nora Five, that's a good place for it. I think Nora Five is a good place for it. Th- this is the this is the match that made me realize that I don't know anything about Star Wars. Like, <laughs> all I knew about Star Wars, and then I watched this fucking match, and I was like, I don't know a single answer to any of these fucking questions. <laughs> the Millennium Falcon? That's the that's the ship they fly, right? <laughs> What's the dog's name? Chewbacca. <laughs> Three, the uh, talking bear. What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, wow. that was All right. Number four. Man, four. Top four. Here we go. We have left. We have left. Question for the win. Who directed the Burbs? <sighs> And here's where you know that we're being as unbiased as possible. Three, two, <laughs> very lovely. John Rogan McCurry. Here it is. What is it? And the new year! Number four. Cracking of the voice. Cracking the screen. Cracking of the voice. Where John Rogan was the oh. underdog. Nobody thought uh, Merle could, could lose. Merle was right. the guy. It was Green Junkie. He was never, you know, he knows everything there is to know about every movie. Right. And Bibiati in there. Bibiati cut us back when they were there for such a weird moment in history now. There the he is. The original four. Well, that's a good Schmodown trivia question is who's the original four? Yes, yeah. number four. Well, thank you, Will McLean. We know what we're doing around here. We know what we're doing. We know what we're doing. Come on, give us some credit, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was completely by accident, but all right, yeah, number four. <laughs> we take credit for it. We take credit for it. Got to take credit for it. Uh, <laughs> no, but right then, that's kind of funny. I got to say because what it was for me is that. I, that went back in the time when I actually kind of was sort of rooting for Merle. I broke a little bit in terms of because he was he was a real heel at that point. Uh, he was the underdog, so it's kind of like you almost want to see the, the rushing get cut in a way. And like Merle hadn't really been shown much weaknesses in a way, so it was like almost like who can, can anybody is anybody gonna anybody can beat him? I don't know. And Roka wanted it so bad as much as he wants Damon's ass now. He wanted it so bad, <laughs> but. So when it happens, you're like, yes, that's awesome. Um, I think it's the last time I ever wanted to win. <laughs> but that's just me. Rare. Uh, but it was a, it was a I'll phenomenal say this. moment. 
the Schmodown the Schmodown is not the Schmodown when Roka's not a heel. All right. It's still kind it's still kind of the Schmodown, but it's not the same. When John right. Roka is the man in black, when he's the bad guy, when he's full heel, uh he is fantastic. And that's what we love to hate. Like he is the, we don't want to you don't want to like hate nice John Roca, who's kind of like your grandpa or like, you know, a really old, old uncle. Like, right. you know, you feel sorry for him. Now the right. man in black, ready to hate him. You want to hate him. You want to want him to go down. You want to beat his ass. Also, um, like, like Merle's like that, like lily white baby face. He's that like, you know. Especially at this point. Especially at this point. Yeah. He's Superman. He's like you know the the ultimate good guy. Like, right. uh, you know, truth, justice, and the Merle way. Like you know whatever. Like, John Roca's like an anti-hero at at best. Like right. even when he's a good guy, he's kind of a bad guy. So like, right. we we root for the bad guys. We like we the bad guys. That's why so. we're the Action Army. That's what we like. That's where our team action came from. Um, but it was it was a great moment in Smoke Down history, no doubt. It was the first real. I felt like this was like the real big first championship moment. We I mean, talked about it before where Riley won the belt uh, in the, uh, during the tournament, but it was still kind of like back in those days. Uh, by the time Merle got it, it was starting to starting to be a bigger thing, bigger thing. But this felt like the first big heavyweight title match in a way to me. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, like, we thought Merle was was unbeatable. Like, and this proved that Merle, that anybody could win. Like, this was the, like, as much as Roka is, like, Roka now, this was, he wasn't Roka then. He wasn't, like, the untouchable Merle beater, world beater that he is now. Right. Not at all. Not, not at all. Um, This proved that Dan Merle wasn't a god. Like, that was the big thing. Like, 100%. 100%. Um, but yeah, uh, I gotta say, we're moving into our next uh, number three, our top three moments. And I, I always feel bad that uh, <laughs> two matches in a row uh, have somewhat uh, similar outcomes to a degree. But let, let's go okay. on to our number three. Disclaimer don't flame us too hard, Action Army, that this is only number three. But yeah, we'll talk about it in a second. Five, four, three. I got one more, right? Two. Lay it on me. Tom Hardy plays a disgraced member. This part of that weird math we have. Who investigates a series of child murders. I don't know how it came out. Number three. Soviet Union. I don't know how it came either. Because funny, personally, it's my favorite one. It's my favorite. It's my favorite. My favorite moment is going on this story. We had the big discussion about favorite versus greatest. Both of our favorite moments from the history of Smoda. Let's enjoy it for a minute. Yes. Oh, fast. Stunned right now. Uh, Dan Murray, the, the wrecking shop here, not only in the studio, but also with the league itself. What an upset. Christian Harlov says it all right there. That's, his uh, face. Insane. Uh, Did not expect to see that. Didn't expect it. Yeah. The TKO, and uh, it was the. it's a big upset. So we're going <laughs> to talk to Jen Sturger, who's with uh, both Makes Andrew. Makes sense out of this one, Jen. <laughs> What's that, Lucas? Well, you're more disappointed now? 
No, <laughs> now he's before. <laughs> before right, he just unsubscribed, right. now he's disappointed in us. All right. It's my favorite moment in Spartan history. I'll say that point blank um, as far as that goes. Um, why is it not number one? It's hard to say why it's not number one. I guess it had to do with the fact that it was a pure moment but as far as the league went, there was a few more that were just a little bit more, I don't know, not memorable is the right word, but a bit more, I don't know. Maybe you can explain it because I can't. <laughs> the reason why it's, it's not number one, the, the only reason why is because in the, like, no, I can't even say that. Again, we're in, we're in top three land, people. Like, any one of the, we're not arguing, like, why something can't be number one. Any of these could be number one. It just happened to fall as like the greatest schmodown across the board. This is the greatest moment in the history of the Action Army, 100%. Hands down, 100%. In the greatest of the schmodown across the board, I feel like number three is right. I feel like number three, it proved, so Roka beating Merle proved he wasn't a god. Andrew Guy beating him proved he was human. Like this is when, this is when Superman bleeds, like Mm. completely. Great build up to the event, which we're still kind of going to get to. Um, uh, Harloff told Dan Merle that his grandma could beat <laughs> could beat Andrew Guy. This was Merle's yeah. comeback match. His first time he'd come back. First time he'd entered the new era uh, where people like or people like Andrew Guy and Ben Bain were doing their shtick. It wasn't just about I'm gonna no trivia. I'm gonna test trivia with you. This is about I'm gonna get inside your head. I'm gonna intimidate you. I'm gonna fuck you up, and then you're gonna lose. And that's the way it's gonna be. Uh, Drew just did everything right. Everything right to win that match. I mean, let's be honest. I love Andrew Guy. I love it. You know, I'm Andrew Guy's biggest fan. My number one reason in the Spodown person in history. If you put Dan Merle and Andrew Guy against each other a hundred times, how many times is Dan Merle going to win? Zero. We've seen it. How many times? That's the action army answer. Zero. That's the action army answer. That's the action army answer. But we know it's true. Guy tonight, or guy kryptonite, guy crypto. I don't know how to fucking say he's damn Merle's krypton, bitches. Damn Merle's kryptonite. But it was such a perfect storm of it, such a perfect storm of it. Everything went right for Andrew Guy and for the Action Army, and it was such a beautiful thing, though. I mean, amen, guys. It was beautiful. We talk about the moment, the whole match, because he guy goes behind. He misses a question. He's now losing. Everybody's like, oh, here we go. He calls his shot. He's like, I'm going to get it right. You're going to miss it. We're now tied again. Oh, wait. Andrew Guy takes the lead. And End of round one. Right now. <laughs> no, I really, he's doing it. You know, he goes, Damaro's like, the flash? And Drew's like, the jet? The jet? <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, it's like, holy shit. Andrew Guy's winning at the end of round one. And Drew starts talking smack. Why all so damn quiet? Oh, the whole the whole match he's he's doing it. Then he spins. Dan spins a spinner's cho- or a opponent's choice and has the shrug like it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And fucking and he even says guy. that. Harloff even says that. If America, yeah. goes like doesn't care. It doesn't matter. No, no, no. Doesn't matter. It's it's, it's uh it's not Harloff. It's it's Ellis. And Ellis is like, well, when you when you don't fear a category. I guess you can't spin it, and it's like, oh no, wait, there is a category that you should fear, and I found it. So here it is. This is knowing your opponent. Which yes, guy never played Merle. Like, 
You did some studying, though. You did some studying. And that was the best part, though, about round two for me is it was the way it happened. Not only does Dan Merle start missing, not only does Andrew Guy start stealing, but it was the fashion in which he did it, and it got inside Dan's head, I think, heart, in a heartbeat. Because Dan Merle would answer incorrect or something. Drew doesn't even wait a millisecond. No, actually, the answer is this. No. Yeah. Sorry, it's Chris Southwells. Nope, that's Bradley Cooper. And it was we, just like, we, almost like arrogantly done. You're like, Dan Merle didn't have a, a chance to breathe. He didn't have a chance to catch his breath. Next. Boom, boom, boom. We, we we talked about it a few weeks ago because he, he doesn't like Snyder does like like Jeff Snyder's that's his that's his mo is that when somebody misses a question that he knows the answer to he answers it immediately but right. Snyder always does it to show that he knows the answer yeah the way that Drew does it is like a fuck you you didn't know the answer oh and I know the answer too oh and also it's like there were two possibilities, and you picked the wrong one. And I know you picked the wrong one, so fuck you. Like, yeah, oh, it was, it so was such an all. Yeah, that's part of the whole match. And I've said this, I've said this a many million times on it because I've talked about this match a million times. Because I can't not talk about it. Yeah. And it was Christian Harloff's uh, body language throughout face. the whole entire his face. His face. There's at one point I forget exactly. I think it was during round two. I want to say the end of round two. He legitimately gets so uncomfortable. He does like one of these things where he sits back. He's like. Because he doesn't know how to hold himself. He's like, I, I don't know what to do right now. <laughs> I'm watching my Sam Levine, Dan Merle <laughs> banner go up in flames. Burn. The marquee matchup go up in flames. Burn. He's, uh, he's like, the whole time. So Drew's winning by seven at the end of round two, going into round three. Dan mm -hmm. hits his two-pointer, hits his three. He's now, And now everybody's like, all he's got to do is hit his five. Freaking Andrew Guy will miss all of his questions. But then he doesn't know it. Oh, my God. He, doesn't. he knocks over his cup. He doesn't know it. And then that celebration. Child 44. I need a Child 44 t-shirt. I would love that. And by the way, two things I'll say real quick. I, one of the favorite moments I'd see on live after this was I come on down and Guy was on it. Somebody put in for an impression, and it was it was Christian doing like an Arnold Schwarzenegger as Andrew Guy. And if you ever have to search that out and find that, it's funny as hell. Like, you know, this whole thing, I'm going to come in. I'm going to knock shit over. I'm going to make Ellis mad at me. I'm going to say, fuck you. I'm going to look at the game go, fuck you. It, it, it's so oh, yeah. we gotta, like, funny. I remember that. So yeah, good. yes. It's so funny. Oh, um, all right, guys. So, but you know what? One more thing I want to bring up. Three. One more thing. One more thing I want to bring up. If okay. you're a patron, if you're a patron, of one more thing. Go back and find the. Uh, they used to do behind the scenes videos. Brienne is a behind. Like Brienne used to put like videos up of behind the scenes at the pay per views or whatever. And they do the behind the scenes. You watch the crowd watching this match. Uh, you got Bibiani in the crowd. Kalinowski's in the crowd. It's everybody's like, funeral. they're like, what the fuck is going on? And the whole thing it is, is like that. And and then it happens. Everybody still has no idea. And he goes around, and she sees the Andrew guy like she pans, and there's the Andrew guy backstage. He's just he's like dancing and stuff. Ben Bateman's not even there because he couldn't be there at the studio. He was and in Vegas. Like, Bateman's in Vegas. Drew had a calling uh, Bateman. What was the what was the um who was the hillbilly guy? What was his name? That, that oh, Dale the dude. Dale the dude. Dale the dude. Dale the dude. Like Bateman, like text Dale the dude. Like, how did it go? And Dale Dude responds like, "Your boy won," and yeah, they right. thought he was fucking with him. Like that's what. Oh my god, so good.
So uh, but we can talk about it. We can have a whole show, like the top 11 moments of this match. We might have it. I don't know. <laughs> we might. We might. I, I think that's actually a good thing to do. We'll talk about that later. But yes. But moving moving on, on. We have two more moments. So let's get into number two. There we go. Here we go. Three, two, one. Okay. And it's we just got four Drew. letters and one number, boys nothing. and girls. All right, uh, Roka. Nothing. Nothing. Uh-oh. The Spectre. If you're a Schmodown fan, you know what XX5XX is. This is the one. And the odd couple, right there, the precursor of the odd couple, as they get together like that, huh? Chaos. What a murderous row getting absolutely murdered. Chaos. By Mark Andreco. Holy yeah, I love the, the, the panel there as they realize it, what just happened, and then Andreco finally realizes what happens. And, right? Oh, it doesn't happen if, if Bibiani doesn't hit the last question. It also doesn't right? happen if Bibiani doesn't miss West Side Story. Oh, my God. So good. And that and that was the first free for all, and I'm a big. You and I are both old school wrestling fans. And I remember when they talked about this, it was like they're going to do the Royal Rumble. Like, yes, they're doing the Royal Rumble because that's one of my favorite wrestling events. It's always just a fun, fun event, and, and anything can happen. It's always something silly that happens in the Royal Rumble. Something stupid happens, but they're always memorable. And when you talked about what was going to happen, like, this is going to be cool. It's going to be cool. You can see all these people fight that had not. They don't fight all the time. They get these big names against each other, and you had that murderous row of John Roca. Dan Merle, Mark Andreco, William Bibiani, and Drew McQueenie. It's like, holy shit. Those are probably the five best players at the time. I mean, pretty much. Oh, yeah. That, who is going to be the one to Blake's first? And you expect, it's almost like, uh, I almost feel bad for the first guy who gets eliminated. He gets knocked out of that lineup. It's like, uh, you want to prove yourself amongst big boy. That's the place to do it. And what happens? Mark Andreco takes all four of them out. <laughs> Holy it, shit. Honestly, if you if you had it if before like at the beginning of the event event, if you told me those five guys are sitting at a table, who's the one that's gonna get eliminated? I'd probably pick Andraco. I do I, too. I think it's gonna be Andraco. And he murders them, murks them all. Freaking and again, it's kind of like the Andrew guy response of you know, like uh blah blah blah. Like Merle goes. The specter, and then he goes, The spirit, <laughs> and it's so good. Oh my god, the fact that it has to happen that way that everybody has, everybody has to get it wrong. Three people have to get it wrong. Viviani had to get it right, and yeah, got to get it right. It had it's the perfect storm moment again. Um, and Campia and Harlow's reaction, that's a reaction to that, and Napsock, too, all of them, the whole pure chaos. And, and by then, like the way, you said, Snyder running in. They are going to do one. That's what Christian said. They're going to do an online free-for-all this year. I believe that's what they did after the horror free-for-all was successful this year. So I can't wait because that's my favorite event. That's one of the things I was sad about most missing in 2020. I love the free-for-all. So The free-for-all is fantastic. I see everybody. I want to go to a free-for-all. Like That's the one thing that I haven't gotten to go to yet that I really want to go to is to a free-for-all. Big live event thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, the other thing is like at the time, cause you know, Roka and Merle are like feuding over the title. Uh, 
Bibiani had just kind of debuted and he went perfect. And people were like, oh, he's the next, you know, un unbeatable guy. Uh, McQueenie is like McQueenie. Every, he knows everything. Like, it's just right? so good. It's so good. And then there's lovable, smiling, happy fucking comic book nerd, comic book writer, Mark Andreco, just destroying these guys and then waving them away. <laughs> like, get the fuck off my table. I own this table. Uh, and then, like you said, the odd couple premonition or like preamble of, of Schneider yeah. coming in and high-fiving him. It's just... Never know that things are going to happen. I mean, I love free-for-alls anyway. We all have a couple of different free-for-all moments that I could have had in my top, in my top 10 in there, or honorable mentions. Later on in the same event, when Sam Levine does the same thing and kicks everyone to the table... Just to come up to the fight, face the final person, and that final person being Tom Dandy. <laughs> what a what an anticlimactic moment of. But it was almost so, and it was almost so anticlimactic that it became climactic. It was kind of this like funny, like, of course Tom Dandy. There's a the last person. <laughs> like, Levine comes in, and he, I think he eliminates Andreco, or maybe Andreco was in that that second wave of the five XXX five. Can't remember. But it was like when Sam did it, it was like, oh, okay, well, good. We, we've, we've cleaned house now. Like, this is going to make the free-for-all over quicker. Right. Like, we don't have to sit for it through four more eliminations. Let's just get to the right. last person. Who could it be? And it's freaking Tom Tagino. He did. He did. Great. And the other one I want to throw out there that we didn't put in our honorable mention that I do want to make at least notice, Brianne Chandler winning her when she ran her yes. Oh, her moment, first free for all champion that she was. Uh, it's just a great female moment for that as well. It's a great moment for the league. I love Rhea Chandler. I think she's one of the treasures of the league that we miss her terribly in the league. And uh, on that, so and people people like to kind of like not like they kind of like try to lessen Brianne's accomplishment because she came in late. She was tough. She went like perfect in like five rounds and eliminated like heavy hitters and was beat consistently beating Bibiani in rounds. Like she was getting five and he was getting four. So like she crushed that one. Happy yes, happy belated birthday to Brienne. Um, a couple days ago, we we love Brienne. We Brienne, the original, the OG five star general of the Action Army. Very true. Very true. At the, the time, bring, bring in the general. <laughs> Call sign the architect, as we say. Um, oh, all right. Okay. Uh, well, guess what? We are down what? to number one. We are down to number Here one. Here we go. And we I have think a reason, if, you're, if you're a Schmodown fan, as much as it pains me to do it, as much as it pains us to do it, if you're a Schmodown fan and, you, and you're watching this show, you got to know what number one is. And if Here you're a wrestling go. fan, that's a wrestling fan as well. And there is, and there's Drew God. You know what? What do you got? I am not finished talking to these people yet. You know what? Just this promo. That's all it is. It's this yeah, moment. Promo. That's, the moment. that's how we justify the whole thing. Is Andrew Guy's promo for? Although it is partially. I got to be honest with you. Andrew, Andrew Guy and Ben Bateman. And you guys, Ben Bateman, have just lost their match against the Shire Wolves, and they're pissed about it. They're like hot under the collar. Yeah, they're really upset about what they're doing. Controversially, controversially, but yet they're professional. Andrew Guy comes out and rips out one of the best promos in the history of the game. And you know what else? You know what else? 
else I can do other than sell out arenas that no lying. Sell no it out. Especially not you. That's what they should call him, the sellout angel guy. Sell out everywhere he goes. Oh yeah, that's right. I got the himself. So good. We're gonna let it run, guys, because this is like his absolute pinnacle of his powers. Yeah, he had the height of his power now. Got the king. And then Ben looking like his for his future teammate. Right? Is Ben gonna dress up as Merle for one of their matches? I need that. I hope so. In the new guy order t-shirt. The new guy order shirt, yeah. That's what's gotta be the new guy order shirt. Ben's from Seattle, you know he's got some flannel laying around the house. What's your first name? Now, obviously, we're, we know what it is. We're not hiding this from anybody. The, the, the horseman reveal is coming. But the horseman reveal doesn't work as well without the action preamble here. It works. This build-up build happens helps so much better. And for the action army, how we can justify this is Will McClane's correct. What makes this better is what happened in number three. When, <laughs> That's right. And all this goes down. And you guys sold him back and be terrible. Because guy for months have been saying he killed Dan Merle. When he comes out at the free for all, they say, Where's Dan? He says, This But this is a great wrestling moment now. Oh, this is like the pageantry of the Schmodown, especially in a live event. Right. Most, and, and again, like, there's, there's been speculation for so long who's going to be the horse. Right. We didn't know, so we knew that. Roko, we knew that. It did okay. Uh, Riley? What? Like, Roko's rifle? Riley, Roko, yeah, they're like, all right. And then it's not over yet, though. It's the, uh, they're going to turn the fingers and, like, wait, five? Worst, the worst symbol in the history of the showdown. Right, we, we don't talk about it too much, just those hard, powerful moments go. Doesn't work. <laughs> the shining music. Yeah, I love that Christian said he was like, like up late one night, like just googling like disturbing music or scariest music. And this is it. This is like the ominous darkness of it. I mean, I love the Jaws theme. I almost associate this more with Dan Merle than the Jaws theme because of this moment right there. Well, the Jaws theme is interesting. What a live number. What a live number. Wow. It didn't did, did well. It didn't end well for any of them, but uh. It ended like shit. Yes, it ended. There was We're a great buildup, but it uh, it ended in like absolute trash. Merle loses. Inman loses and loses. We have a match. And then loses. Nose retires. Uh, Nose retires. And it was like such a weird thing. Like it's and this is here's the thing. Here's the thing about it. This is where the, the Schmodown and wrestling are the same and how they're different. They're the same and they have that kind of cool pageantry moment. You can plan these kind of things to Andrew Guy at the free for all. This horseman coming back, everything else. But the unfortunate reality is that with with a non-scripted with reality, real matches, real competitiveness in the matches, 
it doesn't write itself. The script doesn't write itself. The, the script can be written horribly wrong <laughs> at that point. Right. Everything goes to shit. It doesn't take away from this as a moment at the time. But if you look at it after, you're kind of like, oh, well, it didn't end up leading to much now, did it? <laughs> now, I mean, in the long run, who gives a shit about the five horsemen? <laughs> they're done. They're done. Now they're done. They're six feet under. But as far as the moments go at that moment, that was the showdown at its best as far as dramatic reveals and everything else, right? Oh, the, again, like the pageantry, mm -hmm. the buildup. What it meant for the league, Dan Merle's finally back, who was the who had been one of the most popular people in the league, and he'd been out for almost a year, I think, right? Maybe over a year. Um, the the reactions to this video is one of those things like we talked about. Like I've watched the Andrew Guy match more than any other match in the history of the Schmodown. Yeah, I've watched this moment more probably than any other moment just because I watched it it's itself so many times. I watched all the reactions to it so many times. I watched I've seen people play it on different things all the time. It's so iconic. It's so it meant so much to the league. The thing that kind of gets swallowed up in the whole thing is Riley joining the horsemen. That was a story unto itself. Yeah. And then girl and it's like what the shit? What's happening there? Um, it was funny. The similar one was in Houston when when Bateman joined the Horseman. That became the new incarnation of the Horseman. There was another kind of a cool moment that they did as well that didn't make our final list. But uh, but at the end of the day, uh, yeah, it's cool. At the end of the day, I understand why people wouldn't put that as number one. I just especially why the Action Army wouldn't put it as number one. <laughs> um, but it does have a greatness from from Andrew as well. Andrew and Ben making it work. Um, I mean, when you like, when you see that cast of characters, those those seven people that are on that stage, that's the Schmodown. Like, there are some other people who are as important, but there's nobody who's more important than those seven people. Well, uh, I, I, the Horseman as an entity, I'll agree with you. I think you got to put okay. Other Ed Shirewolves were just on as well, who on that stage right before this match when they beat action. But I add the Shirewolves to that as well. But you're you're not wrong. Roca, Merle, Riley, uh, team action at that point. It was just a big amount of who the Schmodan was, both trivia wise and character wise. That's the thing. It was the best matchup of both of both uh, both parts of the Schmodan. Well, you, I mean, you have Mer Merle, Riley, and Roca, who had the first kind of like three-way rivalry for the title that was that sucked a lot of people into the schmo, brought a lot of people to the schmo down. Then you had top ten and Team Action, who had one of the best rivalries ever in the history of the schmo down. They're on the stage there. Jason Inman, who he wasn't in the schmo down for long, but he ushers in this new age. Of the IG. He was also part mm -hmm. of Team Trek that feuded with Roca and Top Ten. Oh, and Team Action as well. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's again, I don't, there's, there's nobody who's, there are other people who are equally important, like the Shire Wolves, Sam Levine above the line, but there's nobody that's Patriot. more important than those, the yeah. Patriots. There's nobody that's more important than those seven people. Again, mm -hmm. like, Nost and Inman, maybe a little bit less, but that stage is loaded. Right. Um, and that's, well, that's why this moment is, is number one because you have so right. many different people. Huh? Well, I guess that does it, Billy. That does it. That's it. That's the first the first installment of again. This is going to be a bi weekly show, guys. 
mean, you can't turn it up to 11 all the time, guys. If you turn it up to 11 all the time, you can't go full Belford all the time, all right? That's true. You gotta, you gotta recharge the batteries. I'm getting a little older. It's harder to go, to go full top 11. All the time. Oh, we're, we're, get, we're not even getting older anymore. We're just, we're already there, Paul. Yeah, we are true. just older at this point. But uh, thank you to everybody who's in the chat. Again, you know, flame us in the comments. Tell us where we're wrong. You know, if you want to be right, then tell us we were right, that these are the 11 greatest moments, and this is the order. Hit us up on Twitter. Paul, where can they find you on Twitter? Where can they find at, you on the internet? At Paul and Spurgeon News Zero on Twitter. If you find me on Call Action now, a bi-weekly basis, I turn it up to 11. Also find me in with Chill Action with uh, Danny and Billy and Kelsey as well. Uh, we do a lot of interviews. You can find me on PLD Projects, my own YouTube channel occasionally. And finally, recently, you can find me on Action Industries, the home of Ben Bateman and Andrew Guy, where we're doing WandaVision reviews on Fridays. And then all throughout the weekend, we do Action Unfiltered. Uh, Saturday's a rotating show, and then the Action Guys on Sunday. So uh, love it. Love you guys. Join us on all of those efforts. Uh, we love you guys very much in the Army. That's where you find me. Oh, thanks, Brady. Yeah, uh, that's staying up on here forever from now on. That's uh, that's <laughs> now part of the overlay for for the rest of my life. Enjoy that. But yeah, you can you can find me every every other week here on Turn It Up to Eleven, this new amazing uh, show that we're doing. Next uh, two weeks from tonight, we're doing the greatest rivalries in the history of the Schmodown, which clearly there might have been a, one or two that showed up in here. Um, and then. You can also find me, you know, chill to action every once in a while when I'm on there. I, I heard that there might be getting a new uh, a new co-host for chill. We don't know. Uh, I'm a two-time award-winning journalist, guys. I'm going to do some information. We'll find out. I'm, i got some ends with the chill to action people. I'll find this information out for you. We'll find out who that new co-host is. I'll get it out. Yeah. You can find me at Mr. Billy Belford on Twitter. Uh, shout out to Jake, who's been doing the overlays and helping us, you know, we couldn't have run this show without him doing that killer, uh, you know, David B music. Thank you so much for that. Awesome. Awesome intro music. Jake, thanks for doing all the, all the graphics and all the. And then Robert Adams as well for doing our number of graphics. Actually, there's little number of things. It was from Robert Adams from the cine fanatics. Oh yeah. I love them as well. Speaking of Robert Adams, anybody who's snowed in or, or stuck in the snow or, you know, with having power issues, man, we're thinking about you. Stay safe. You know, be safe, turn it up to 11, but do it safely. Um, but yeah, Paul, what a great show. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited as well. We'll see you next time, guys. All right. We salute you. We salute you.